Hello. Hi, is this Landon? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, this is Audra. Yeah, I. Hey, Audra. I I'm happy that you're you made it on. I I yeah. Because I just wanted to know about the book of Revelation, and I, your your name popped up because of you remind me yeah. of you remind me of the like the light of Jesus. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. I, how was your How was your? It's going good. Uh, yeah, I uh, had a little bit of work today, and then I got to go to the gym. And so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I was pretty excited to uh, kind of look at the book of Revelation a little bit and to talk about those questions that you brought up because I've never really sat down and talked with anyone about it. So it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's the book of Revelation. Not many people talk about it or go to that book because most people go to the gospel like John, Matthew and Luke. But the book of Revelation is, is important. Yeah, same here. Definitely. I just, I was I was at work in Roland Heights today, so uh, I just I'm just on my break for like an hour. Oh no way! You're just on your lunch break? Cool. Oh, actually, like a dinner break, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you working? Right now, it's um, I'm doing political campaigns, so I. It's going good so far. Nice. Food catering. Okay. Dang, yeah. so it's kind of like chef work? Just uh, helping them with dropping off food. Oh, nice. Cool, cool. Oh, so oh. you are you the one that, are you the one that's driving? Yeah, I am. Uh... Nice. Yeah, I'm just about to start working a job where I'm going to be doing some driving too. But I really like driving, so that's not not a bad thing for me. <laughs> okay, all right, that's good to hear. Uh, well, the first yeah. question I wanted to like uh, to tackle was was about the regulation having ears to hear and having eyes to see. What do you think that means? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I. Uh, I was looking over the first um, the first three chapters of Revelation, and it's so interesting that every time um, every time Jesus is addressing one of these churches at the end, he says that he says to those that have ears to hear, let them hear. And it's actually mentioned one time in the book of Matthew as well, when he's talking about John the Baptist being uh, being Elijah. He says, if you have ears to hear, then basically listen to what I'm saying. And uh, to me. Uh, what it speaks to me so clearly is hey if you can understand what I'm speaking to you then take heed take heed of it and uh, and and listen and obey and follow and it kind of reminds me of actually uh, the book of James chapter 1 and it, it says this actually I, I have it really good parallel parallel scripture to talk about having ears to hear that jesus he's addressing the churches and he's telling them all these different things sometimes he's affirming them sometimes he's correcting them and calling them to change their behavior to repent but at the end he says if you can hear and understand what i'm saying to you then take heed of it and do it sure so that's what it means to me oh i see when I hear having ears to hear and eyes to hear, I, I think about that passage as well. But it says in the vision in the book of Revelation, it says in uh, chapter one, it says in verse 10, it says, it was the Lord's day and I was worshiping the spirit. Suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book everything you see and send it to the seven churches in the city of, of Ephesus, Samira, Pergamum, Tarietas, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Lasodesia. So, like those seven, those seven churches are represented by the the seven lampstand that Jesus was holding. 
Mm-hmm. Like it, it says in the in verses twelve, it's speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands, and standing in the middle of the lampstand was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold slash across his chest, his head, and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze. Refined in furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. And he pulled the scepter in his right hand, and the sharp-edged, two-edged sword came from his mouth. His face was like the sun in the brilliance. So, like the seven messengers were the were the stars, and then the lamps were the um, were the churches. And then he said, like in in the like the book of like in chapter two in Ephesians. I mean, sorry, in this in the church of Ephesus, it says in the verse seven. Verse two seven, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give from from the tree of life in the paradise of God. So here it was just talking about how God was saying something, and then from a from obeying it, then that's what He could give us the like the in the like back in Genesis, like the yeah. tree of life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's so good. Yeah, it seems like at the end of each of these addresses to these different churches, he lays out kind of the game plan for them. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. Really, this needs to change. This is really bad, actually. If you don't change, then I'm going to come and take away your lampstand. But if you listen, if you follow through on what I've said, then he promises them something. He he. He promises blessing and reward for obedience in these specific cases, and uh, it's actually it's very fascinating to look at the things that he promises them. Um, and I guess that that kind of leads into the topic of, you know, being victorious or being an overcomer. It's um, a second question. What do you think it means to be victorious? Yeah, yeah. And uh, in my Bible, it says, "If you overcome." But it's the same word, yeah. Victorious or being an overcomer. I think what's really interesting, what kind of caught my eye as I was uh, as I was look more closely, is that it's actually uh, a kind of like a military word. This word, victorious or overcomer, the context of it is military related. And I'm actually I'm in the military. I'm in the Air Force, and so that kind of really caught my eye. And when you're in the military. One of the things that is so important is resilience. That you have mission. You have these things that you need to do, and you're guaranteed to come up against kind of pushback or persecution or people resisting you. And so, in the same way, these churches they're coming up against resistance for what Jesus is calling them to. Jesus is calling them to live a certain way and to do different things, but they're experiencing resistance from people. From I'm sure spiritual warfare from demons, and they're just coming up against a lot of stuff. But Jesus is calling them to be victorious. He's calling them to be overcomers, which is really it's demonstration of faith.、Um, you know, it says in the New Testament, trials are like fire, and they test and prove the our faith, the sincerity of our belief. And so, to me, to be an overcomer, to be victorious. Is to push through and push past these resistances, these persecutions, these things that are coming up against us, and it tests the quality of our faith、um, and overcome. And then he promises reward and blessing, like eating of、uh, eating of the fruit of the what does he say? The fruit. The eat,、yeah. eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Eat of the tree of life. And so yeah, it's it's really amazing. I love it. Yeah, I, you're right. I I saw it in, in Revelation one, three. It says God blesses the one who reads the the words of the prophecy to the church, and He blesses all who listens to the message, and obey what it says. For the time is near. So it's is saying that there's blessings for obeying Him, because I think、um, yeah, it was Adam and Eve that. Disobeyed God, because He said not to eat it from any. He, they could eat from any tree, but not that tree of life. But Eve 
ate from the tree and then Adam ate after her because she gave it to him and from disobedient yeah. at death yeah dang yeah that's super real i think it's the whole topic of kind of punishment or um like if you do this this is what's going to happen but if you make the right decision then there's blessing on the other side interesting topic in general to me i found um i found it pretty clear in the bible that most of the different punishments that come upon people there's times where it seems that god is inflicting it directly like divine examples of wrath where god showed up and he brought discipline but a lot of the time people are reaping what they what they sow themselves they they make poor decisions and then there's consequences that just naturally come upon people i think what's so amazing though is that jesus he's the one that puts an end to that he he doesn't want us to to reap what we sow as far as negative things is concerned that's why he calls us to live in a newness of life and he also comes and redeems our past forgives us of our sins changes us completely puts a new heart a new mind a new spirit inside of us and uh you know we go throughout life and we kind of make our bed and we're told that we're going to need to sleep in it but jesus he he makes us a brand <laughs> and it's a lot better than the one that we make for ourselves i think a lot of the time and so when uh when jesus lays out things in, before us for us to follow him and he calls us to different things there's always blessings on the other side of it because he calls us to do what's right and there's always good results from doing what's right so yeah in the church of samaria it refers to the angels or the stars it it shows that it says that 2:11 anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what it, he says to the church whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death hmm yeah wow yeah these passages are so blunt i was really that's those who are faithful saying yeah. who are faithful or have the crown of life right right yeah i don't know if you mind i want to read kind of this uh word definition for the word overcome or vic- victorious it's so yeah, good that. yeah so this word overcome um it says a word meaning to gain victory or get beyond it used um excuse me it used by it was used by Jesus to set the standard of life for believers in John 16:33 these things i have spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world here and six more times in the book of revelation jesus urges believers and churches to remain faithful to the end overcoming is the ultimate demonstration of the reality of one's faith in christ and the way to his promised rewards the word is used also in john 16:33 and romans 12:21 and so i love the very end here it says overcoming is the ultimate demonstration of the reality of one's faith in christ and the way to his promised rewards there's these i already kind of said this but there are these resistances these things that come against us when we're trying to follow god's will when we're trying to be obedient to him and it's not always easy it's not simple it's not the easy road you know in uh, in matthew he says that broad is the road to destruction but narrow is the way to eternal life narrow is the road and so there it's small it's it's narrow it's uh, challenging there's things that come against us but he calls us to be victorious to be overcomers to have resilience and that there are amazing benefits and rewards that come come along with that yeah i think it takes a lot of discipline being in the military and resilience is one of them so so i'm really proud to hear that you're you have that i think yeah i think it's Thank hard you. to be in the military <laughs> yeah well definitely it was challenging going through you know something like boot camp or uh, basic military training is what they call it in the air force and that's what they really they drill you in they're trying to increase your resilience your ability to do what you need to do to perform to do your job even when you're in a very stressed situation where they're yelling at you they're giving you all these different orders they're making you do things that don't even make sense 
but they're calling you to really obedience to follow their commands even when you're in a very stressful situation and there's resistance and you're tired and you're hungry and you're sweating and all these things and i think that it's a it's a very fascinating but it's a good parallel to being in the kingdom that god calls us to these different things that are going to produce so much good fruit they're going to be good for others good for ourselves but sometimes it's not the easy road i was actually i was listening to a sermon earlier today and he was mentioning a verse I can't remember where it's where it's at right now but it says this is god's will for you this is what you are called to to do good to suffer for doing good is what it says and people they wonder what's my calling in life you know what what is god calling me to in life and it tells us in the new testament that we're called to suffer for doing good and sometimes it's not uh it's not popular to do what's right uh luckily for us i mean me and you are in america and there's not very much persecution going around um but in other places when they do what's right and they it's punishment yeah so definitely sobering but but really good yeah we have we have the freedom of you know united states the first amendment so we don't get physically persecuted right as not the same right country so you're right about that because i people get get killed actually in different countries for for preaching because it's against their government or like with their yeah. values is it so missionaries i forgot the person's name it was one of our devotions but there's a person that went out to a different country and didn't return yeah Yeah, it's very real. Jesus uh so they died to themselves like carry the cross. But but uh but there's life after that death. Internal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I'm even, you know, you you kind of bringing up that passage uh, it says it says if any man wants to come after me, if any man wants to be my follower, he must first deny himself pick up his cross and follow me and i think of i think of the military and the mission is paramount and more important than how you feel where you're at and sometimes even your own life and you have to you can't in the military you can't consider yourself and be self-focused when you're trying to accomplish the mission because your job what you signed up for is to to accomplish the task that's in front of you even if it's um even if it hurts you even if it is not beneficial to you you have to be selfless but it's the same in the kingdom he doesn't say if any man wants to be my follower the third thing he should do is deny himself he <laughs> he doesn't say that he says the first thing that you need to do is you need to lose your life. You need to deny yourself because the thing that I'm calling you into it it requires you to have already lost your own self-will so that you can step into this new way of life. I think that's very challenging for us. It's it's often overlooked, but I've I've come to believe that when we deny ourselves, when we embrace the servant lifestyle like Jesus demonstrated to us, that there's amazing peace. an amazing joy that's found in that place. We're truly not not happy, not joyful the way that we can be when we're thinking about ourselves and when we're self-focused. And so, it's amazing to see that Jesus he was says he was a, anointed with the oil of gladness. He was basically the most joyful among all his brethren and he was the most selfless, the most the least concerned about himself, living for the sake of others. But he was he was the the most joyful out of any of the people. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I take that to heart. Yeah, it says a one of the, is is one of the verses uh, it says joy is found in the presence of the Lord. That we will find that when we when we have him in our in our presence. That joy that is uh, uh, the living water where the story of how uh, he came to this a uh, woman with a, Alabaster jar she was adulterous but because she was 
finding meaning through relationships, like through having many husbands that she couldn't find the living water. It couldn't satisfy her, like her, her whole life because because they can't satisfy like God can. Amen. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I think it. I I kind of always find it fascinating how the Holy Spirit is referred to as a river or as water over and over and over throughout the Bible. That you know Jesus said. Um, if you, if you drink the water that I give, it'll bubble up inside of you, overflowing to eternal life, and you'll never thirst again. And I, I wonder, I was like, you know, how often do I feel thirsty still? Am I still longing to be satisfied? And he's saying, hey, come to me, drink of, drink of, and you'll never thirst again. It'll actually bubble up like a spring inside of you. Um, and that's why it's so important. You know, maybe go to church on Sunday and read our Bible and kind of just fall into um, a habit of Christianity. But we worship the Father in spirit and in truth. That we have good disciplines. We read our Bible. We know our Bible, but we also connect with Him in spirit. Because when we connect with Him in spirit, we begin to know Him. We have a real relationship and connection with God. And that's what, you know, you mentioned uh, the adulterous woman. She was looking for satisfaction. She was thirsty for the Lord. And then he he basically told her, you know, uh, I'm the one that satisfies you. I'm the one that, that you've been looking for, kind of like you said. And so amazing. God is so good. Yeah, I, I remember canvassing the neighborhood for a campaign for a democrat candidate uh it was one of my favorite was um the one in orange county and is he supported i think yeah it was tom umberg so he supported public safety and also housing so it it's about having that persistency like until the end until the campaign is over that Mm. you know he like to get the word out so it, it takes a lot of doors like a lot of knocking calling so it takes like the whole day basically like half the day right right and and, and then i know that from persistency and reaching out and having that genuine interest like he he he, he was the first candidate that actually went throughout the doors like that actually was proactive instead of just assigning it but he actually went throughout right his own turf which is very rare for a candidate to have that time but he was a retired army army colonel so um i guess it he had that he had that privilege to do that yeah come on that's so cool he actually won the um the the, the position so uh that was good because he's i think he was a strong candidate and he had very strong views that i support such as safety, gun control. Like I believe that having gun gun laws are important, For especially sure. yeah. the mass shooting that occurred in in elementary school. And there's a lot of homes and families being petrified by like they they're like scared to bring their kids to the to school, which is not, that shouldn't be the case. And having Definitely that gun control, yeah. like training and safety. That, that one, I, I really like liked it that he actually went through that too, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, think- I was actually just, just talking with a, with someone last night about guns and gun control and, you know, Texas came up and California, which is where I live and, you know, very different rules and laws as far as guns are concerned, even in just the different states in America. But uh, definitely a lot of diversity of thought about guns very um very kind of touchy controversial subject but there's no doubt in anyone's mind that having these situations where you know mass shootings at an element like gosh so either we need to like start arming and having security guards at schools or you know giving the principal a gun or something i don't know 
or we need to have stricter gun laws where maybe it would be even more difficult for someone to have access to a gun to be able to shoot up an elementary school like that yeah i think it has to do with mental illness because the the guy that was shooting i think he had he had some like uh rage for something but i think it has to do with having a relationship with god like if he had a relationship with god he wouldn't go out with a gun and start shooting if he had like a relationship with god so i think it definitely yeah. not yeah like yeah. our with our minds being sane it could be that but i didn't know the whole background but uh but to have that in in a person's mind has to have some type of like mentality like mm. had a relationship with god that's for sure he wouldn't start shooting because this is don't shoot murder so our lives don't our i mean our lives are for, for god we can't take someone else's life including like taking a gun in and shooting i mean in that case it's like shooting in attention of trying to kill for yeah. i don't know what this but i think it, i i have to read up a little bit more but i know that having a relationship with god uh we won't go shooting like kids that are like don't especially don't know them for what purpose definitely not yeah that is not that is not god's heart that is not in his value system at all <laughs> yeah i actually i heard uh i heard someone say something that really has stuck with me um it was someone that has done a lot of prison ministry and he said that as he would go into these different prisons and he would sit down and begin to have conversations uh, with some of these different inmates and some of them are in prison for murder and you know different things he said that you'd be so surprised how many people that he talked to that they said you know i don't even remember that night i they told me what i did but i just I can't even believe that I would have done that. I mean, I remember getting really upset, but then I blacked out. And then all of a sudden I'm here. And you know, coming from a biblical perspective from you know, an understanding that we are in a spiritual battle and that if God is real and angels are real, then demons are real. And one of the the signs that follow a believer in Mark 16 is that they'll cast out demons. And it all the all the time throughout the gospel Jesus ministry was was preaching about the kingdom healing the sick and casting out demons and kind of coming from that that viewpoint and then hearing a story like that where these people they they don't know what happened they blacked out they can't believe that they would have done something like that and it leads me to believe that a lot of these people sadly enough that they were afflicted and they were, you know, possessed or overtaken by, you know, a spirit of murder or a spirit of rage in a moment and they found themselves doing something they wouldn't normally do. And I think mental illness it fits into that category as well. You know, in other countries like in Africa and different places, it's much more common and culturally recognized to be, you know, afflicted by evil spirits. But here we just call it mental illness or chronic depression and we kind of disregard the spiritual aspect of what's going on in people's lives. I think it's PTSD like post trauma. For sure. That as well. Yeah, um and it reminds me of book of Galatians um in chapter 3 it was was talking about the church in Philadelphia it says in chapter 3 verses 10 obeyed my command to preserve persevere sorry um it says persevere i will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to the world verse 11 i am coming soon hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown hmm. so and then it says in verse 13 anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches so to persevere is one of the he would promise protection like when we perse- persevere with him he promises us to protect us hmm come on yeah my command to persevere because you have kept my command to persevere i also will keep you from the hour of trial which co- which shall come upon the whole world yeah that's really interesting yeah i never that's so me. interesting 
he he because you have kept my command to persevere. So we we are commanded to persevere. That is so good. Yeah, I was talking about perseverance because uh, it reminds me of like at a campaign. It's like it's like towards the end. It's it's like not a work that you know like will stop at start and stop. It's like till the end because they want people like really like working for their office that really is gonna you know make the candidate stand out and take all the hours and days and minutes as much as possible because you know the time is near where the election day is coming and. They have a lot of candidates like running for the same position, so it's important to like reach out, and they need they need those workers and and volunteers to. Uh... So persevere was one of the things that I learned that is it's a way to like get things done or and what God says, but different what what God says is to. Per- I think it takes love to persevere because it says in one of the scriptures that love persevere is kind is gentle so it's forgiving too tenderhearted tenderhearted is one of them and the spirit of the devil is not forgiving so he i think when you're going about like the mental illness or like 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 how the, the demon comes i think it has to do with like having the the spirit to persevere and to forgive like having his spirit versus the enemies because we can easily mm. tempt it to like somebody, or just to just to be rude rather than needing to be kind, or just to be like harsh rather than being gentle. In certain cases, like I believe that God called us to be the fruit of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, gentleness. Right. Yeah. That comes from His spirit, and we need His help and to persevere. And we we need help to like help. We can't do those things but on our own flesh. It will be really difficult. Right. Yeah. I heard some someone say something that was so interesting. They they were talking about the devil and talk the spirit and you know you know it says the fruits of the spirit is you know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. And uh, says that he's patient. You know, one of the first attributes of love is patience. And so God, he he gives us this ability to be patient, to be long suffering, uh, to be faithful, to be consistent. You know, he, these are all things that come from God that he he produces inside of us. That's why he commands us to persevere. He's not commanding us to persevere in our own effort by ourselves. He's saying, hey, I'm with you. I'm doing this in you and through you. We're in this together. Let's persevere. Let's push past pain. But anyways, this person said that all those things, they're attributes of God. They're fruits of the spirit. The devil, the devil's not long suffering. He's not patient. He's not, he's not faithful and, and doesn't have the ability to persevere and push past. He's not, he just doesn't have that capability. And, uh, I thought that that was just so interesting. What a kind of strange, something that I'd never thought of before, but you know, if, if the enemy comes and he, he's assaulting you, he's attacking you, you know, in your mind or, you know, emotionally or spiritually, whatever it says, resist the devil and he'll flee. He'll flee because he's not, he's not persevering. He, do, he doesn't have the ability to persevere past your resistance. And uh, I think that's an interesting point. Yeah, I, it's definitely what we're referring to. Oh, you're saying that vic- like victory, it is to overcome the enemy. Like God give us the, that's being victorious is overcoming the enemy's attack. Hmm. That's when we become yeah. victorious. If we allow, like, in like, we start our morning and we allow negative thoughts instead of, you know, like, I believe there's three voices and there's one that's God's and then there's one that's the enemy's and then the one that's that's our own. And the voice right. that we're listening to is only one, which is God. And we could get confused when we don't read the word, like you were saying, like, when we get into the Bible, when we read that, that He'll bless us because we're victorious through him yeah totally and it, yeah, it, I, uh, you were saying 
Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, it may be hard. You were saying like it may be hard, like when you were in the military, that having、uh, resilience, like it may be hard sometimes to carry cross, but this yoke is light. So it's、mm. light when we're with him. Amen. Yeah, I totally agree. I I found the longer that I've known Jesus, I've realized that my tendency. Is to put a heavy burden on myself to to be a Christian, to to do well, to be faithful,、uh, to be consistent, to you know share the gospel with people, and and all that is is good. I think it's I think that it's good to have a desire to、um, you know to to love others and to to be consistent and to be hardworking. But what I've found the longer that I've known Jesus is that he he brings me instead. To a place of childlikeness, where I'm, I'm in relationship with Him. I'm connecting with Him, and I'm letting Him kind of do these things through me. I'm, I'm allowing Him because I, you know, is is nurtured and fathered and cared for. A child, you know, you never see a child carrying like a huge backpack that has bricks in it. You know, it's like that would be child abuse, and God. He doesn't want us to have these heavy burdens on our back that just weigh us down. He'd rather carry it and do these things with us and give us the the desires and give us all the the drive and、um, and the passion that we need to step into the things that he's calling us to. And that is so loving. It's so it's so compassionate. And honestly, it's very much anti you know religious spirit. It's very anti. You know, kind of the spirit of the spirit of our days that we live in. It's very respected. It's very,、um, you know, kind of culturally accepted and esteemed to to say, you know, what I did that by myself. But in the kingdom, we don't do anything by ourselves. We do everything with the Lord. And actually, it would be it would be not humble and arrogant to say, oh, I did that by myself. I didn't need God's help. I didn't need anyone's help. I did that because I did it, and that's something that's esteemed today, but not in the kingdom of God, not not in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah,、oh, it's it's great that you mentioned that because it, in Revelation three,、uh, verses fifteen,、uh, it says, "I know all the things, neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm, neither hot or nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth." It's that's verses sixteen, seventeen says you show I am, you you say I I'm rich I have everything I want I don't need a thing, and you don't realize that you are wretched miserable and poor and blind and naked. So this is just saying,、uh, in the like the last verse twenty two, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. It's saying that it, I think it goes with pride, like we don't we don't get comfortable with with like with what we have in this world because it can lead to sin. And he doesn't look for someone who is lukewarm, like worldly, but more so who has a like all to him, like. And it's we don't get credit、um, for 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 all the things that we do in the world, but like it's all not in vain, but to him. In other words, like、right. I think you were just saying, like it's not. It's not our works that we walk through things. It's with God's help that we can get through difficult situations. It's it probably can from from having a like it's not a, like could, pride is not it's a sin actually because that's yeah <laughs> definitely because we're giving glory to ourselves rather than Him. We make it more of ourselves than not Him. When our purpose、yeah. was. To glorify him, basically. Yeah, I totally agree. I、uh, in 2019, I was reading through、uh, the passage that you just mentioned, Revelations three, and it says, you know, everything that you just said. It says, because you say I'm rich, have become wealthy, and have and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. He says, verse 18, I counsel you. To buy from me gold, that、uh, gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich. And he goes on to say that you, 
sacraments and ISAB and these different things. And as I read over that passage, to be honest, at first first glance, it made absolutely no sense to me. How can I, how can I buy anything from God and buy gold that's refined by fire? What does that even mean? What could Jesus possibly be saying to me from that? But as I read it, my heart just began to kind of burn in my chest. And I knew that, that, that the Lord was speaking to me from this verse. And as I prayed about it, I felt like, like God was calling me to surrender something to him. Like he wanted me to, to kind of lose something, to surrender it. And at the time I was actually in Africa on a, at a missionary training school called, with Irish Global. And to, to me, I just couldn't even think. I was almost, you know, and this isn't something that I would recommend to anyone, but I was, I was kind of offended or frustrated when I felt like the Lord had something for me to surrender to him. I thought to myself, I'm in Africa right now. Like, what have I not, you know, surrendered to, to God? But he was saying that he wanted to surrender my, my heart. He wanted, he didn't just want my life. He didn't just want my obedience. He actually wants my heart. He wanted Landon. And that's so intimate. That's so personal, very vulnerable. And in that moment, I, I learned what God was saying, at least to me, through, you know, uh, Revelation 3, verse 18, to buy gold that's refined by fire is to have this intimate, close connection with God that actually is so valuable that it'll last all into eternity. You know, we can have these, you know, amazing deeds. We can do all these great things for God. We can live a very disciplined and devout life. But what I believe will be eternity, what is that gold that's refined by fire is this intimate relationship with God this love with the Lord that then produces good works, that then transforms your life. Um, you know, it says in in First Corinthians thirteen, I believe it's thirteen, it's the love chapter. It says that you could you could be praying in tongues, you could speak the tongues of angels, you could speak to this mountain and have it move because you have such amazing faith. But if you don't have love, then you're nothing. But the only way to really have love is to be intimate with our God, because God says, I am love. And so when we know him, that's when we begin to love. That's when we become transformed. And that's when real fruit begins to come from our lives. So powerful. Yeah, I, I remember you, you mentioned about how you met, first met Jesus is when you had that, that personal time with him and then you started crying. When you, you had that solo time with him and you just realized like, oh, my relationship with God it's about him wanting like my whole heart, mind, and soul. Amen. What's all yeah. of hearts like? So he doesn't want lukewarms, like someone who's half there, half not. But he wants someone who is fully there, like one hundred percent. Because it says, "With all your heart, soul, and mind." Then you totally. Will... So I think that when you were crying, when you first like when you first received Jesus that's when like I think Jesus was actually like he's saying like I'm I am here and that you know I hear you and I know that um, I have a purpose for you like yeah, like know totally. that you were not there for yourself but you were you were there for something greater than you yeah definitely but, yeah and then you were going about how like he changes our heart. So I think he changes people's desires after we commit to him. Like mm. he changes our our heart. It's like he will give our desires of him first. Yeah, it's it's it, it's one of the scriptures. I just know it's in the book of Proverbs or one of yeah, it's in the their book. Yeah, uh, I believe it's Psalms thirty-seven. I actually was looking at that coincidentally oh okay delight in the lord he'll give you the desires of your heart which is which is once again so amazing and so fascinating because over and over you see in the new testament obviously that's an old testament uh old testament scripture but over and over and over in the new testament there's this talk of becoming one with god 
You see it in John 17. You see it just riddled all throughout the New Testament. It's in Ephesians over and over and over that we've become one with Jesus. We've become one with God. We're called the bride and he's the bridegroom. And we know that in marriage, it says that they become one flesh. And so there's this, this unity with man uh, where they become one. But if you delight in the Lord, if you're delighting in him, that you find your pleasure in God, he'll give you the desires of your heart. It's because, it's because if you're delighting in the Lord and you've become one with him, the desires of your heart are the desires of his heart. You've become, become, you're thinking his thoughts. You have the same desires in your heart. You're working towards the same thing. You're in union connection. You're married with the Lord and you're moving towards the same purpose. Of course, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. They're the desires of his heart. And it's so, it's so real. It's so intimate, very spiritual, but it's not weird. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, when you were mentioning about like, I know you're hardworking and um, you're you like to be on top of things. So I think that God gifted you in in being per, pers- like having perseverance and resi- resilience. That's a that's a gift from God. I think. Mm. Like yeah. that's like I think the yeah. fruit is. It's, it's like a muscle like I, I feel that you know being a spiritual being spiritual it's like having that spirit in us it's, it's like a muscle like he, he works in us it takes like time and effort it isn't I don't think it's natural it's a something that is developed because uh, when we have hardship like you were saying like God developed a new character in us when we have like during that time of tribulations that give us persistency but during that he's creating a new like a new spirit in us Mm. so I was just I was just thinking about what you were saying and I and that verse came up like I know it's one of the scriptures where it says like those things build our character like having patience and having persistency in difficult times is when he that makes us complete when we when we go through those things totally we're thinking the same thing right now actually it just opened my bible to it uh romans chapter five yeah you mind if i read it yeah go go ahead yeah it says it's so good um let me find the exact verse here uh i'll just start from the beginning uh romans five verse one therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And here here it starts, uh, uh, the, the passage that we're talking about. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not lead to disappointment because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. This is such a rich passage. It's actually um, kind of repeated or the same topic is brought up again in the book of James. But I've, I've spent a lot of time actually reading over Romans 5. It's so good. I would recommend to anyone, at least like the first half of Romans 5, there's just so much that's just kind of jam packed in there. But this idea of uh, rejoicing when we go through challenging and difficult, because it actually produces Christ and Christ-likeness inside of us. Oh, I just I just flipped to uh, Romans five. It says faith brings joy. It's just in the first caption. It says faith brings joy. Hmm. Yes. So good. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely, think... it's up, it's like an upside down kingdom. You know, that's what I've heard people refer to it. The kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. You know, in the world, when you go through really hard things, you're not commonly rejoicing. That's not, that's not normal. People would think, think that you're strange. But in the kingdom of God, because our value, we, we long and desire to be like Jesus in this world. 
And because we long for that, we know that when we go through these challenging and difficult things, that they're actually, they're teaching us perseverance. They're teaching us and, and putting character inside of us. And so we can rejoice. Yeah, and I think it, 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 it helps us with compassion too. Like understanding someone who have hardship, it helps with compassion because it's, it's, it's hard to understand someone if we don't have that type of hardship as well. Definitely having some empathy, relatability. Yeah. Yeah, God. That's God. really so good. God what is. Were you saying? Oh yeah, God is peace and grace. So having grace, I think grace has a lot to do with being able to have compassion, like to understand mm. someone. We could extend that grace. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've 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 found that perspective. When you're going through life, perspective is so vital. It's so important. The way that you perceive what you're going through. If you, if it happens to you and and your perspective on it is, oh my gosh, this is going to be the end. This is horrible. This is, I'm going to lose my job. I'm, I just got in a car accident. I'm not going to be able to get into your perspective. If it's not good, you're finished. You're toast. That's exactly what Paul is, is talking to us about in this. He, he wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to step into a new way of thinking that's faith in God. Hey, look, even when you go through these, these difficult things, these tribulations, and we know that Paul, he, he went through some serious tribulations, things that to us would be like the end of the world, like shipwrecked, beaten, you know, like horrible, horrible things that happened to him. And he, he's speaking from that perspective. And he says, when you go through challenging things, when you go through tribulations, I want you to rejoice because these things, they're producing, they're producing Christ in you. The glory of God, the visible nature and character of God is going to, it's going to come out of your life as you become persevering and your character is formed through these different things. And that's a, that's a very different perspective than really I've ever heard in the world um, yeah, I think the COVID yeah. um, how things were shutting down like the lockdown I think that was a difficult period but I feel like that was more of like a perspective in in a different way of seeing li- life like more time with, like having time with family and also that time with God like more time with God because like it's like slowing things down like for me I think like it allowed me to spend like more time with my family because I was always busy and like yeah having more time with him during that time but i i feel like a lot of gratitude because i i have a i feel like the the job i i like when i do food drop off like food catering that that i i'm blessed with that job because that actually was thriving during the time of covid because people order mm. things like alcohol and but that that that's like helping people with their groceries and stuff but i feel like our their their food but i feel like that that's a blessing in disguise in a sense because even though I was with that for like years like for over seven years it's actually like not you know like something that could actually help me during a difficult period as well like people's difficult times where things were being shut down people were losing jobs yeah 100%. I feel like that's that's actually helping them because I feel like it's a time of entrepreneurship because I see a lot of people owning their own business as a result of it, which mm. didn't for COVID. And then when things start to open, that they started having a new like a new idea and a new life, a new like perspective on things because of it. like it, that's not in like the the supernatural, but in the natural sense. Like I feel like. Uh, like a difficult period has a like a, a good side to it like there's always there's also something good out of anything difficult mm, yeah definitely I mean kind of bringing up the topic of you know pain for gain we could talk about ice baths or, or fasting or um, you know extended times in like a sauna or you know like heat therapy and these different things um, it's so interesting looking at the science of how going through something that 
is you know kind of perceived as unenjoyable like not eating food for days at a time um, just the the way that it affects your body is so positive it's it's so naturally healing and uh, so many different diseases you know even arthritis uh, cancers they can be healed from your body by going on you know extended fasts or reoccurring fasts um, and that's shown in, it's it's common in other countries to to have fasting like um, what do they call it like an encampment where people go and they fast for 12 days and they come back and they fast again for 12 days after breaking the fast and they're cured in their bodies of these these things that pharmaceutical drugs and other treatments were unable to cure and it, it did require some sacrifice they weren't eating i'm sure that there was parts of it that were unenjoyable you can look at you know ice baths as well and, and some of these other things that when you you put your body through something difficult that shocks it and challenges it and it produces amazing results and so i i love to see uh the spiritual and the scientific and the observable how they mesh and connect together and you can begin to see that a lot of these things are way more connected than maybe we had considered in the past yeah that's i i can see that that's i i think that's god like working in us through all seasons like he gave us a time for every season but without without him in it it's it's not worth it yeah definitely not worth it not even a reason for living apart from the lord the lord gives our lives meaning he gives our lives um you know we're we're part of something so much bigger than than we ever realized when we were young before we knew him maybe part of the kingdom of god yeah i think the united states of america um it's it's a freedom of religion so christianity is not imposed but it's it started out with judaism yeah judaism and then it was christianity but it it couldn't be a christian nation because of the freedom of religion so right right practice like catholic buddhism all the other religions like the yosem but they they don't put christianity as like the the major religion but i think that it's our like duty to 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 actually put him in to follow like what god was saying in all the churches like the the seven lamps that he and the, the messengers the, the stars in all the churches like to to have that that life that eternal life and not experience that death the physical mm-hmm. like the physical death and the spiritual death but to have eternal life yeah when we when we have yeah. that ears to hear and then we actually listen like we actually do them and it's hard to do that without remaining in him like being part of the vine mm-hmm. constantly like repenting like it is like a constant excel and excel like it, we're not perfect cuz it says we all sin but but we constantly like go to him for help because we can't do it ourselves right yeah we're the he's the vine we're the branches or he i like to say it, he's the tree trunk we're the branches um yeah we he's the one that is the source he's the one that brings the nutrients the energy um gives us all the vitality to be the branch and to just cling on to the vine cling on to the tree trunk and and as we receive and pull from the source we begin to produce fruit i think it's a it's an amazing image of who we're called to be i mean really he's doing all the work we're we're just grasping and holding on to him it makes me think of hebrews it says that we we look unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and so along the way we we look up to him and that that word in the greek looking up it means to 
to give our attention looking past distractions where we look we look past the distractions that try and get our attention and we look unto Jesus and he's authoring or he authored and he's finishing outworking his faith or our faith really um, and so yeah, there's there's so so much burden relief relieving our burdens in in that place yeah you're right because he, he says I am the alpha and the omega it says in Revelation like he's the first and the last so he's eternity yeah yeah amen I'm sure glad that he is I'm glad that he is and I'm not <laughs> real yeah. like we're, we're gonna be to the dust to the ground but he gave us long like he gave us long life he promised us this long life and bl- blessings when we obey like obey persist yeah yeah when we we follow the authority that's over us we we uh, are obedient to our mother and our father he promises us blessing and long life um, yeah it's just he also will uh, like when we do the will of god Yeah, totally. I I love how um, <laughs> I love how the Bible in in different places it says it says certain things, and in other places it says other things that they seem to be contrary. Where you can read it and be like, it says, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but seek wisdom, and you'll find it. And then in another place it says, don't try and figure it out. Just wait on the Lord, and He'll do it. And it, you're like, okay, well, wow, you know, I need an answer. Should I seek wisdom or should I just wait and let God figure it out? What do I do? And I, I think that that is so amazing because it's, it's pointing to a real relationship with God where his spirit is in you and you have a connection and a relationship, a fellowship with God where he's able to guide you down the path that he has for your life. Just... Oh, you know, now I can I can read this book and it tells me how to live. And as long as I, you know, check all my boxes and dot all my I's and cross all my T's and just do what this book says, then I'm all set. You can't do that because there's there seems, you know, there's different seasons, different times in life that required different things. Sometimes these opportunities come before us and we're just not sure which what to do. Well, this would be a good option, but also this. That's when you need to have a relationship with God. To where he can lead and direct your life it says the steps of a righteous man the steps of a righteous woman are ordered by the lord he directs our steps he leads us you know he holds our hands so to speak as we go through life yeah he he directs us yeah he's more invested in our lives than we are he wants the things that we want more than we do. He's invested. And I found that to be not only comforting, but also very encouraging that these different things that I want in life, these different desires, that he actually wants those things for me as well, but he wants it even more than I do. And so as I'm abiding in him, as I'm connecting with him, I can trust that he's you know, leading me down his paths of righteousness for his namesake is what it says in Psalms. And so yeah, in we, the can, of, we can trust him. In the in the church of Titera, he says in um, verses 2 and chapter 19, I know all things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. I can see your constant improvement in all things. And then it says in verses 24, but I also have a message for the rest of you in Titera who have not followed the, this false teeth teaching deep, deeper truths as they call them depths of satan actually will ask nothing more of you ex- verse 25 except that you hold tightly to what you have come have until i come mm-hmm. so he's asking us to like repent and to hold tightly to what he was saying amen so that's totally. basically conclude that the night um but i i just hope that this will like be with us or that doesn't know Jesus to uh, to know that he's out there with open arms we just have to mm. receive grace 
Amen. His Amen. Receive that free like, gift. Like, like what Landon was saying about in spirit and truth, right? To be a born again Christian, we are saved by spirit and truth. Yeah, we worship. We worship the Father in spirit and in truth. All right. Thanks for your time, Landon. I, I really appreciate uh, all your the time that you were like going through the Bible and explaining some parts of what you experienced because that's very encouraging to me when as I am serving as a host for the church I like for like a while now I I feel that God will show me more of him when I'm serving and give me more of those spirit and I just feel so encouraged when you when I know that yeah he's not about pride but it's about him like releasing things to him and getting that help all the time because yeah, amen yeah well i hope to to uh, keep in touch and if you have have any other questions i mean i i'll be more than happy to answer or or is it anything you wanted to like add yeah thanks so much for having me on i really appreciate it i um i would love to just pray can can we pray yeah sure awesome Father, I just thank you for Audra, and I thank you for what she's doing with this podcast. Thank you for the things that you've revealed to her and just what you've put on her heart. And I, I pray for everyone that's watching or rather listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray that they would know you, Lord, that, uh, that they'd be blessed and that you give them your favor. Lord, your favor, sometimes it looks like luck. Sometimes it looks like things are just working out better than they could have or should have. But Lord, you... That's your favor in our lives. It's you working things for good. It's your goodness that's on display in the land of the living, your goodness on display in our lives. And so I just bless everyone that's, that's listening uh, listening to this. And I pray that uh, you would bless Audra in Jesus' name. God bless you too. Uh, thanks for the prayer. Thanks. Of course. Bye-bye.